if you want to take a stand against Facebook, delete your Facebook. Oh, man. That's not something I'm going to be doing anytime soon. I'd be out of a job. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone, to the totally infrequent episode 47 of the Nail Social Office Hours podcast. Rachel, where have you been for months? Totally infrequent? That's not a real explanation. This is a a quarantine uh, update on some news. I, I don't know. We've just it's been hard to do the podcast in general, but there's there's news out there, and we need to talk about it. Yes, we got some news, but first let's uh, let's say who we are. I'm Rachel Jackson. I am the Nail Social Ads Manager at Nail Communications and at Nail Social, our experimental arm of Nail Communications. I am lead scientist. Cool. And I'm Jess Bachman, Digital Strategy Director at Nail Communications and lead scientist junior at our experimental leg, Nail Social. Legs and arms. That's all we yeah, are. It's a dad joke. And then there's a torso that's nail communications. <laughs> anyway, we're just talking shop about all things social, a little bit of pay, a little bit of organic, all things in between. But this week we thought, you know, we can't we can't go without talking about the Stop Hate for Profit campaign, which is essentially the Facebook boycott in July 2020. Yeah, everyone is asking us about it. So instead of saying the same thing to people over and over again, we're just going to make a huge, big public podcast about our opinion about this. <laughs> so a couple things we want to run through um, in this podcast are first, what is this boycott? What the who, what, why, where? And then we also want to run through what are the implications for this for big businesses, you know, your Coca-Cola's and your Nike, and then also small businesses that actually really make up the bulk of Facebook's advertising revenue. Then we want to talk about, you know, what are the opportunities for these big businesses? Why does this seem like it might be a little shady? It might be a little bit like a PR move. What does that actually look like? Um, and then what should you in your agency or what should you and your brand do? What are the options you have available to you? What is a smart decision um, in, in this July 2020 timeframe? So let's roll right into it. Hey, feeling good like I should. Starting with those five W questions, who, what, where, when, why, and then the how, um, the Stop Hate for Profit campaign is actually sort of a a part of the NWACP and the um, Anti-Defamation League. And they started on June 17th asking advertisers to back out of their spend because of frustrations with Facebook promoting hate speech, or not necessarily promoting hate speech, but letting hate hate speech be on the platform, letting misinformation be on the platform, um, incitement of violence with the recent um, Facebook post from Donald Trump, where if you guys don't know, um, Donald Trump posted this this Facebook post that was kind of, sort of, could have been um, incitement of violence. Twitter actually put a notification on that that tweet and said, you know, this, or, or took it down, I think. But Facebook did nothing. Um, so I think people were upset about sort of mm-hmm. that dichotomy, especially since Twitter already made a stand against it. <clears throat> but basically, it's 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 the same old, same old, you know, Facebook bad uh, and right. let's attack them. And, and this, this particular boycott, some of the other boycotts are like, uh, Tucker Carlson said a horrible thing and we're going to boycott it. This one is, there's just so much 
wrapped into it from a lot of different groups. It's hard to figure out what the narrative is. It is just a Facebook bad, hmm, bad mm-hmm. Facebook, I don't like you uh, type thing. Yeah, it, it's and interesting. everyone's jumping onto it. It feels like a lot of different angles. So on the website, stophateforprofit.org, they talk about, you know, the incitement of violence against protesters fighting for racial justice. Um They also talk about how Facebook named Breitbart News a trusted news source, um, which is sort of a right-wing news organization, Um, and then turning a blind eye to blatant voter suppression on the platform. Um, And then they talk about uh, Holocaust denial. They talk about, you know, um, harassment against black users. A lot of things, um, and it does not feel like a direct one one issue, which I think makes it hard for people to rally around if there's not a, not a one issue. It just sort of seems like a blanket, blanket bad. So that yeah, is the who, that's the who and sort of the what. And now we're seeing more and more as we roll into July, July starts tomorrow, we see more and more advertisers. First started a lot of small businesses were, were on this list of people who decided to boycott. Then we first saw, I think the most, the, the biggest one was probably North Face. That happened about I guess mm-hmm. a week or two ago. And then we're starting to see larger brands, you know, Coca-Cola, we're seeing um, Levi Strauss, we're seeing, you know, a, a, um, REI, Ben and Jerry's, a larger brands. Yeah, and, and Diageo and all these like uh, huge holding companies uh, like Procter & Gamble's talking about it, Unilever, um, all these, these companies that traditionally you think that once they're involved, uh, Facebook is going to suffer here totally. Um, and the challenging part here is that the journalists aren't really doing their homework in how these larger companies relate to the Facebook ecosystem, mm-hmm. because uh, like Sleeping Giants is is involved in this as well. And if you if you know any of their work, they are the people who, um, like, if Tucker Tucker Carlson says something bad, they will lean on some of Tucker's advertising on Fox News and get them to pull out. And if one or two advertisers pull out of Fox News because they only have like eight advertisers, that can be a huge impact and and change can happen. But with Facebook, the way it works is 80% of their business is their revenue is from small and medium sized businesses. These the top 100 advertisers are only a like a fifth of the the revenue here. Right. It's it's hilarious how how it seems like it seems like just because these are huge, huge names, it's going to oh, Facebook's really gonna make a change. But really, if if you look at um how much they're actually spending, like Best Buy, for example, we see that they are spending, let's see, Best Buy is spending twenty-nine million. Facebook makes seventy billion off revenue it's like these these numbers aren't comparable and only for a month like coca-cola is one of the largest advertisers in the world last year they spent 22 million dollars on facebook which sounds like a lot but now they're like we're gonna pause for july which is about two million dollars of the four billion that they spend and then everyone's like patting them on the back for Mm -hmm. do taking a stand it's like you're not doing anything. Here. Yeah. This, these are these are huge, uh, evil multinational corporations, and when when they're doing something, it's not for the right reasons. You kind of <laughs> have to think about you have to think about what are the wrong reasons that they're doing these for. And and what I think is what are these larger these larger advertisers 
they don't they don't work like if you run Facebook ads, they don't have the same sort of business manager. They don't run the same type of campaigns where they're worried about CPM prices. They pre-buy and pre-negotiate all these reach and frequency campaigns um, with their with their rep. And that's how they that's how they're able to like fix costs over the year or over the quarter. So what I think is happening here is they're pulling out of Facebook to have some leverage to go back in and renegotiate these reach and frequency campaigns and trying to grab some disgusting PR juice uh, in the process. I think what you said is really interesting about they the big brands don't are not buying at the in the same way. They're not running the same sort of campaigns either. Coca-Cola is not running a like a direct response e-commerce um, conversion optimized campaign. It's not like they're mm-hmm. seeing, you know, actual tangible real dollars coming from these campaigns. These are awareness campaigns that largely the big, big brands are running. So they're not actually going to affect their bottom line. This is just money that's earmarked for advertising and it doesn't come back in an ROI necessarily. So it's completely different than a smaller or medium sized company that yep. relies directly on that, you know, dollar in, dollar out sort of thing that that usually they would from from a conversion optimized campaign. And it's right. also we saw we saw another advertiser talk about talk about how these journalists in these big brands are sort of detached from how media buying actually works, where some brands are you go to the ads library and they weren't even running ads during this time. It's because it doesn't work with their seasonality or whatever it is. So they're not, the journalists are not doing the due diligence to actually look into how brands are buying the media. Yeah. You'll have a brand like a purple mattress or a movement watch. And they probably spend more on Facebook than all these, (laughs) uh, (laughs) all these other like giant multinationals um, combined. Mm -hmm. So, it's very frustrating because also these large companies like Coca-Cola, their their marketing investment is so diversified, they can they can take a quote unquote stand and cut their Facebook spending and won't affect revenues at all. Mm-hmm. They will not even notice. However, what's happening is all these other companies, smaller companies, are being dragged along into supporting this boycott, particularly because we've already just did a kind of boycott a few weeks ago with the like blackout whatever and they want to support that and they maybe they got good vibes from doing that and they want to continue to support these boycotts but this particular one is shooting themselves in the foot because facebook it's a small business machine that's what it's like one of the best tools small and medium-sized businesses have to advertise and for them to take a stand with coca-cola and cut off their major like marketing channel is ridiculous yeah, it seems incredibly unfair to ask a small company that truly relies on these conversion campaigns that will affect their bottom line to go along with a boycott that A, does not feel very targeted <coughs> in one direction, and B, can really negatively affect them. I think it's sets sort of a bizarre precedent. This is the first time I'm really truly seeing a boycott actually come to fruition. And I, I think it's tough. I don't think that smaller companies should have to, you know, have to take away one of their only opportunities of advertising. They can't afford digital display that has crazy minimums. They can't afford TV or even print. Digital is re- digital in social, really. Facebook, primarily, mm-hmm. since it's a big driver of conversions, <clears throat> is what is actually get, making the money, and it's actually accessible to them, not other things. 
Yeah. And just to continue with the parody of this boycott, a lot of big companies are like, uh, Facebook bad. We're moving all of our spending to Google and Twitter. And it's like none of these companies are good <laughs> actors. Like they they hate how Facebook is treating Donald Trump. So they're going to move to Donald Trump's favorite social media platform, Twitter. And that's supposedly taking a stand or Google, who is like censoring itself in China. I mean, there's, these these are huge companies. They're not good faith actors in just about anything. So there's really no ethical media company. There's no like woke media channel that you can really put your money into. I mean, uh, even like TikTok is, is practically malware um, mm-hmm. from the Chinese government now. So it's, it's... Yeah, go ahead. Take your take your spend out of Facebook and move it to TikTok. <laughs> Let me see how that goes. Like, oh my God. And then the other thing is like how inconsistent this all is. Wow, this is really just turning into a rant right now. But so you're going to take your spend off, like Starbucks, whatever, maybe takes their spend off. They're not going to do advertising. Are you going to stop posting organically? It's not like you're not, it's not like you don't get right. value out of posting organically. You're, you practically only do awareness campaigns anyway. This is essentially the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's, it's so frustrating to have like a company like Coca-Cola who are all like, Thank you for being woke and not supporting Facebook. Please also uh, stop your child labor slavery practices too, you know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. And so I think that's that's interesting what you said about this feeling more like a PR thing than anything else. And I think that's important. We should not be naive here. Coca-Cola, whatever, Nike with their child slavery is not doing this because they truly think that it's like the best thing to do. This is a this is a PR move. Right. And and even though we said that this uh, the actual revenue impact to Facebook will not be um, significant, it is it is a story that they have to deal with and it's gaining steam. So even that the they will take steps to mitigate this story by doing all sorts of spin and Zuckerberg already came on this like last minute press conference and said he's going to do some stuff that he's kind of already doing that's super confusing um but the fact of the matter is it's not it's not it's not a revenue um driver for for Facebook and Facebook is a company that that survives off money and if you want to affect their actual policies you need to affect their actual monies and all that's happening is just creating a PR story that will eventually um, die out. Well, I don't know. I mean, taking now that I've argued that side for about 20 minutes, let me take the other side. I mean, you're saying what you're saying is right. This is making a lot of noise. A lot of big ad- advertisers are talking about it. A lot of them are maybe renegotiating things, trying to make a big stink. And it's not just Coca-Cola and Unilever, I guess. It's also brands mm-hmm. that truly are aligned with this type of thinking. Sure. REI, like Ben & Jerry's, yeah. Patagonia. These are brands that have done things like this before and are more aligned. And so because this big stink is happening, I mean, they can't ignore it. What if July turns into August? What if it's July through, I mean, I guess it won't be Q4. That would be batshit. But, you know, clearly something's, something is going to happen. It feels like it feels like you can't just fizzle out. Yeah, well, something is going to happen, but nothing substantial. And we know this because Mark Zuckerberg has literally been dragged in front of Congress multiple times um, to be like, visibly scolded on live television and 
nothing happened. So one know? thing that one thing that we're taught we've talked about is like the brand or agency response. The the other piece of this is the consumer response, and I'm just not quite sure where that all fits in because as a as a media buyer, clearly I'm aware of this, but is like my mom is are my friends? I'm not sure. I mean, we saw some advertisers saying that people were commenting in their ads, hashtag stop pay for profit. So maybe it is people people are becoming more aware of it, but that would certainly be a driver of um of change if the if the whole consumer base got more up in arms. And not use the platform? Yeah. You can't use the platform to derail the platform and right. be like uh no, that's I disagree. I disagree. That's like saying that's like saying you can't um you can't operate in the world right now but also try to change climate change. Like you can do both. Yeah, but that's because there's no there's no options other than operating in the world. If you want to take a stand against Facebook, delete your Facebook. Oh man. That's not something I'm going to be doing anytime soon. I'd be out of a job. <laughs> pass on that one <laughs> okay so what <laughs> so what should your business do if you're an agency and you're and you're listening or if right. you're a brand and you're a cmo or, or, a, or a decision maker should you participate or not um i well it depends on on the brand if you are a conscious or woke style brand uh people are going to want to hear from you your customers are going to want to hear about this so you're gonna have to do something you should trademark um, that woke style brand <laughs> i should i already have um so i i think you need to uh reach out to your customers and and let them know that as a, maybe as a small business you don't have a lot of options but at the same time you can donate to certain groups that are that are what this what this cause is about maybe like media organizations or something like that but i feel like if you just bow down to the pressure of pulling out, you're falling right into the playbook of the bigger brands who are trying to kill the best channel for their competitors. Mm -hmm. upstairs. One, one suggestion I saw um, one of the media buyers we know d did was instead of boycotting at that d during that time, they took a portion of their, um, their marketing budget for June in are donating that money to to another uh, a nonprofit, which I thought was an interesting way to do things. Yeah, I agree. So I guess what we're trying to say is, <clears throat> if you are a smaller brand, don't feel bad about not participating in this boycott that could incredibly detriment be detrimental to your business. Um, you are gonna you are gonna not gonna appear any less woke than Coca Cola or huge alcohol brands uh, because you know you're not falling into their trap. At the same time, reach out to your customers if this is something that you want to address, if this is a boycott that you want to participate because you legitimately feel like there are serious issues, pick one of those issues from the menagerie that have been put on the table here and <clears throat> do a campaign for that, around that, put some dollars to causes around that, and then at least you can feel good that you've done something while also maintaining your business. And that is the end of the episode where it's a very short episode. We just wanted to get out here and say our opinion. We're not doing a rant wheel because we literally just did that for the entire episode. Rachel, what else do you have to say to these people? 
I guess just to check out all of our socials and our website, nail.social, where we have all the information on our um, services and everything we provide from organic social to paid social um, campaigns and implementation. Uh, we are most prolific on Twitter. You can check us out there at nail.social. And if you want to email us, we are coffee at nail.social. Cool. And that's a wrap.